Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. They're never hitting a million, though. Oh, oh, I know, because then the smoothening. The smooth smooth one approaches. (laughs) Oh, everyone is doing such upsetting voices tonight, and I have headphones on. Smooth must be all, and all must be smooth. Here's the thing. If, 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 If he has to get shaved, I will put him in a pool of jello after it. Okay, that's great, because that can happen at your house, and then I don't have to. Yeah. But Spencer, you're there. like you're like not super hairy except for the beard, right? Yeah, like, I got a hairy like chest. You have like real, you have like very smooth legs. Already. You have like weirdly hairless legs, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's all pretty. It's all pretty. So we're like most benign. of the way there already. We started with the legs. <laughs> 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 like like where you dipped, where you held by the shoulders. And oh my dipped. god, he got sheep dipped. <laughs> I did. I was sheep dipped by by Hercules into. A magical spring that only gave me a majestic beard and chest hair. Is Spencer a tune? (laughs) (laughs) Get the dip. Make him smooth. I'll I'll get you, Dabo. Because when you get me, I'll look just like this. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. You are listening to the internet's only podcast. If you want another one, that's too bad. Damn. What? what a promotion that was. Yeah, this is all you get, but we're going to give it to you. We're going to give it to you with all of the strength granted to us 
by College Football Jesus. I don't want to be the only podcast. I, it's too bad. That's the burden we're given. This is the cross we must bear. No, you're the cross. <laughs> and, and on that cross is another cross on my back. So we're really all bearing my burden. Congratulations. Are they all the same size or are they getting smaller and smaller as they uh, go up the stack? It's just, just crosses all the way up. So it's, it's just, just so it's, well, essentially, no, it's, it's, it's essentially one very, very deep cross, one very stand, tall cross. Can, at the top of it, standing on top of it, is Greg Jennings, and what he, what has he got? The team on his back. But if team. on the top of it, like, if is he is he running across like the no, whole he's just, series? He's just of perched. Them? He's just holding the team carefully, like Atlas bearing the world. Uh-huh. So atop these infinite crosses is Greg Jennings with Correct. a planet yeah. on yeah. him. Yeah, and that's Greg. that's why this is the only podcast, apparently. Greg Jennings broke our leg for all of our sins, right? Shit, he is broke he his leg. He is. He's the silver surfer. He's, so he's, he, a, he's the herald. He, he broke our legs. Yes. Who broke his leg? Sin. Sin. That's right. You get it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like we're joking. There's going to be a we're religion not. in a hundred no, years based on that joke. single what clip. Are you talking about? There will be like Greg Jennings, our Lord and Savior, who carried the whole team on his back dude i have a question Mm -hmm. do you think there's somebody out there right now who's still living off of screensaver money that's a really good question like do you think there's somebody who's like yeah this is my flying toaster's house like just just did well with that managed my money well after that there was a whole story about flying toaster guy like there was like a documentary about flyer toaster guy yeah shit yeah I invested wildly in email parachuting cow fight. Yeah, I did uh, Doom Tunnel. Doom Tunnel screensaver guy. He's got to be, you know, the turn, the brick wall, the turn, the brick wall. That guy's got to be loaded. So, yeah, I think it totally happened. I hope he's doing well. Or she, whoever it is. I think it was a dude who was flying toaster guy. It was a guy, a guy's named uh, Jack and Patrick, and I'm okay. trying to find. But I know, I, I know, I saw something just a few years ago. Okay, because because that was the thing. Like people paid, people went to CompUSA, and they gave a CompUSA associate cash money for a CD of screensavers, and that was it. Yeah, or you'd use like the ones with the the little lines that would bounce back and forth. Sure. Or obviously the most fun one is when it's any object that's bouncing around and you just watch and watch until it perfectly bounces right, right into like, a corner. Yeah, yeah, and you just you can watch, watch it that all day. Get, get stuck there. And yeah. and like and like if you have two people around, you're like betting on when it'll happen next and cheering. The '90s were really exciting, y'all. I think the our, our, our younger all listeners. Rich inner lives. Yeah. And we yeah. were out, and we were outdoor kids. Spent a lot of t- <laughs> spent a lot of time on productive activities and studying homework. And uh, is that what you do with homework? I don't know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know right. what I'm. You know what I'm doing in 32 bit. I'm killing every demon in hell with a shotgun. That's that's what uh, I did. Greg Jennings is doing that, sir. Yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> Greg Jennings died. And well, hell he, that's us. the only way to get him <laughs> no. back. That's the only way he could clear out hell for us. No, he's yeah. part. Right, right, he's right, part right. of the Space Marines. He's was, he was allowed to go by himself. He was allowed to go alive. It's oh yeah, wanted true. to go yeah. into space. By the way, the flying toaster screensaver was the topic of a lawsuit filed by Jefferson Airplane against Berkeley yes. Systems, the creator of the flying toaster because they said it resembled an element on one of their album covers so they might not have made as much money 
Damn. As, as you think so. Fucking lawyers. It, fucking Jefferson Airplane. I'm sorry. You guys... You, you know what? You're right. I, a lot of the time I look around at our society and I say, <laughs> you know what's wrong here? Jefferson Airplane. Man, they're, they're, they're called Jefferson Airplane, not Jefferson Toaster. That's true. They didn't even say that. That became Jefferson. That's my Toaster. whole argument as as the defense. Tap, 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 tap. Jason wins. <laughs> That's how court works. <laughs> Adjudicate it. <laughs> court works exactly like Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. That's yes. what everybody knows. That's right. You, you, set, you yell objection. <laughs> Objection! Well, that's law. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did want to give an update. Um, speaking of speaking of lawsuits and legal agreements and oh, this is going to be bonds, a hairpin turn. Bonds breaking and coming together and yet breaking again. I have really bad news, and like all bad news, I'm going to make Holly tell everybody the bad news about a good friend of ours, a friend of the podcast someone who we admired and we discussed at length on this program. Holly Anderson, please tell us a little bit more about our good friend Dale McLaughlin, a.k.a. the Jet Ski Romeo of the IRC. Spencer, this is not the not even the most recent email you've sent me with the subject line saying love is dead, but it's it's definitely my favorite. On the rocks, says the sun. Jet Ski Romeo splits from his lover just months after he was jailed over his Isle of Man voyage to see her. Yeah, Dale, Dale McLaughlin and his lover. Who... Friends have told the mirror that the couple have split up more than three months after Dale made the perilous 27 mile trip on a jet ski. Yeah, let me tell you. Did you did you get to the part that was you? Their go, reported breakup comes after Jessica was yeah. charged with an attack on another woman on the island. Man, see, see, this is just getting more beautiful by the by the sentence. Have y'all you... seen this? Man, I got to tell you, this is definitely a Dale. That's a Dale. No, you name somebody Dale, they just look guy? like that. That guy looks that like that is a born Dale. Dale has been banned from returning to the Isle of Man, so the exact <laughs> nice try approach. Nice because, try. <laughs> because look, I believe as in far, love. As far as we know, the Isle of Man was like a perfect, peaceful ecosystem, and then <laughs> Jet Ski Dale came in and upset the. He's like the kudzu of people. As far as we know, it was boring. Well, the, how dare you bring kudzu into this? So anyway, last week, the girlfriend appeared in court in her hometown, charged with actual bodily harm and two counts of causing criminal damage. She is also accused of breaking COVID lockdown rules. I'm kind of amazed these two couldn't make it work. This, this Rowdy. This is rowdy ass people on the Isle of Man. I think Dale is like kudzu because he just grows on you. Yes. <laughs> well, what up? What I what I'm sort of think happened in this case is Dale might have grown on more than one lady on the <laughs> island. Dale so, would never. Dale would never, <laughs> sir. I, dude, I'm just saying it's entirely possible this man jet skied to the Isle of Man to cheat on a woman who was still on the island. That is an achievement of male stupidity that I can't assail as anything other than heroic in its hang idiocy. On, hang on. How do we know he only made one such journey? What we if, don't. What if he had been doing this like for years, and this is just when it came to light? And he's like, "Oh yeah, I did that uh, <coughs> once. Yeah, it was it was crazy. The like, one time I did that." To see a woman, he's like, "Can you be more specific?" Probably. <laughs> I, well, I didn't jet ski. It was a different watercraft. It was a powerful skiff. 
that I took across the troubled waters of the Irish yeah, Sea. Sir, why did you jet ski all that way to see a woman? Well, because my arms got tired. <laughs> this is just the old man in the sea, but with a human instead of a fish. <laughs> Horny man <laughs> in the sea. Way better than the old man in the sea. <laughs> this is... What, what, sir, are you, do you consider yourself to be promiscuous? He's like, only on the Isle of Man. It's crazy. It's called the I Isle would, of Man. I would like to add one quote from another story about this couple from the sun. Uh, this is uh, dated April 3rd. <clears throat> All right. Hold on. People from Italy have sent pictures of jet skis saying, this is for your boyfriend showing our support. <laughs> I love it. And my axe. <laughs> in case he in case he wears out that one, lending support to the cause. Uh, this is for support because we believe in love. I've got Would like a take... Facebook overlay photo of just a jet ski. <laughs> Paradale. Paradale. I want to know what other nations were sending. Spain was like, it's too far to go. That's too that's, that's far too much energy. Of course, the, of course the of course the into the Mediterranean. Of course the Italians are like he took a boat to to go fuck a woman he never met. Of course it's basically our national pastime. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like he's getting oh. she, they don't mention the letters they're getting from Norway. They're like you took a boat all that way and didn't burn a house down. <laughs> Twitter. That's gee, that just seems like a waste, doesn't it? <laughs> But he did break a home apart, as it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. By the way, like the woman that she beat up, like suffered burns. It's like, good Lord. It so the Norwegians were there. So wait, it said forehead. Yeah. It said forehead burns. And I'm unclear if that means like. She oh, that's a cigarette. A that's got to be a cigarette. I, well, I'm yeah, unclear that's... if it means a cigarette or it means she got like dragged across a carpet. Cordless mm. flat iron. Okay. Every time I'm like, man, where did a lot of Southerners come from? I'm like, <laughs> the British Isles. I'm going to put my cigarette out on that tramp's head. Somebody Whoa. actually had the nerve to ask us this week on Twitter what the Alabama of, uh, of Ireland was. I'm like, have you not been listening to the show? <laughs> I mean, I was going to say. It's we actually, give and we give and we give. I was going to say, it's actually in between Ireland and England, evidently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so sad update. Sorry, sorry, Dale. Sorry, Jessica. No, nah, no, nah. Dale being single—that's not bad news. Dale still that's got great news for us. I mean, does Dale still have jet the jet ski? Because that man's a danger on several large land masses at this point. Go to Iceland. Find love in Iceland, Dale. Let's do it. <laughs> Just I gas just, that thing up. I, I just picture I'm on a jet ski for three hours going to Iceland the whole time humming. Dale is a man under 30 from the British Isles. He's just yeah. got nothing but some kind of like extremely goofy rap music playing, right? Right, yeah. In his headphones. Like he's got man's not hot playing, right? <laughs> the man's not hot. Could never be hot. He's I like, mean, Isle of Man is about to be hot, is the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deadly. <laughs> I just see the sheriff being like, he's got these women riled up. Dale McLaughlin. Gotta get that man off the side. Yep. Let's get everybody too heated, too passionate. <laughs> Gotta get back to the days where the most dangerous thing here are motorcycles going 220 miles an hour. Dale McLaughlin, this this court charges you with having a dick to bomb. <laughs> How 
How do you plead? No contest, Your Honor. like Judge Catfish back on the bench. What's he doing over here? <laughs> Judge Catfish, what are you doing over here? Taylor's old as time. <laughs> um, Dale must be released. Okay. No. Yeah, I did it. No. <sighs> so. Beast yeah. stick was so. too bomb, too. Yeah. <laughs> We have a little bit of uh, podcast business to take care We're of. We're in with the classic lady trap, too, of I can't read. I can't read. <laughs> I you can't read. To... And I stole your dad. <laughs> See, like, Gaston only had half of that equation. <laughs> Gaston's like, what? I'm a big dumbass, too. <laughs> oh, I forgot to oh, steal your dad. Stole your dad. I can change him. <laughs> oh, you dumb bitch. <laughs> But that's I don't wild. like Gaston. He's already shaved. I love Gaston. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's your point. Gaston's, Gaston. Gaston's a cool guy. He's pretty nice most of the time. He is cool. Like Gaston's like, th- who was more popular in middle school? The guy was like, yeah, I could spit really far. <laughs> yeah. That's, yes, I went that's to middle class school, president right there. Come on. Yeah, that's class president. Uh, we do have a little bit of podcast business to take care of. Um Ryan, was Caitlin in the Beauty and the Beast show that I was in? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. Can you ask her? Is she there? Hold on, I'll go. I'll go ask. I'll be back. Ask you her. Guys, ask her. You guys if she keep did going, and then stop I'll... Beauty and the Beast with us. This is important. And, and, and then I will come back loudly. Okay. Podcast business. What's that business? Podcast business. It's a business of a business, not legal, but it's kind of an LLC and. Couple states uh, podcast business this week is the EDSBS Charity Bowl, the 2021 edition, where we have set an initial fundraising goal to. Uh, well, we had mm-hmm. set. Yeah, had because had. in our effort to raise money for New American Pathways, our favorite refugee service charity here in Atlanta, Georgia. Great organization, wonderful cause uh, dedicated to uh, transitioning refugees from new arrival status toward thriving, healthy, happy Americans uh, with excellent jobs and whose kids are all doing well in school and getting them set up for success as new Americans. Uh, We set an initial goal of $200,000, thinking, well, we might hit that if we do real well midweek. Right, which midweek that seems like three days of intense promotion. We might get two hundred grand. Holly, what's the total as of recording, which is Monday night around ten PM? I I don't know. Yeah, no, just you know. Two hundred and eight thousand nine hundred and seventy two dollars. Okay, so we're past two hundred K is what I'm saying. We've hit the initial goal. Yeah, that is that is more. Yeah. In my opinion. That is um it's a judgment call. But yes, I would say it is also more than two hundred thousand. Sorry 000. to be controversial. Yeah. So the next goal is uh, hey three hundred k. Just see if we can hit it, just All for right. the heck of it. Right. Um, there are a couple of spec bets, prop bets, riding on this. If if I want to talk about the folks in the Discord who want to shave you. Okay, which like Gaston. Like Gaston. No, no, no. I shut the laptop with a quickness tonight when I saw make him smooth. It's very disturbing. Ugh. Reading God. the phrase, make him smooth, like it when it's in reference to you. 
if you like that kind of thing, you can pay $3 a month and make, hang out with all these people. Make him smooth. Yes, you can. Ah! Yeah. I got headphones on, man. I can't get away from that. Stop it. If the idea of saying make him smooth in reference to me uh, is attractive to you, or if you just want to hang out with really fun people and talk about college football, religion, whatever, uh, we got a spot for you make on the Moon Crew Discord, which you can subscribe to for just $3. A month. I don't know where. We've been talking about it for two minutes and I haven't said where yet, but you'll figure it out. Could God make a Spencer so smooth that even he couldn't look at him? Oh, man. He'd look like one of those white beluga whales at the aquarium. Mm -hmm. This, uh, this, this clone Spencer, of Ripley is very sick. Spencer, do you know if you were born smooth? Um, I cannot verify. Call your mom. I cannot verify, no. I, I mean, we, parents, Ryan is I, going I to find information. Why can't you? Oh, yeah. she, uh, she Holly, she was not in Beauty and the Beast. Okay. By the way, I don't think my parents were too broke for any photo that wasn't a daguerreotype at the time. Mm -hmm. Is there is there a rubbing of you? Yeah. <laughs> you got a, you got a cave drawing back like chance. a tree like a tree rubbing. You know. Make Did anybody rub you smooth? <laughs> anyway, the point I was trying to make about Beauty and the Beast, I'm gonna I'm gonna steer this train back away from this to a completely other conversation that was also upsetting is that the kid who was in this Beauty and the Beast show that I was in was playing LeFou, you know, Gaston's little sidekick. Yeah. And he, this was an American Idol heyday, right? And he sang LeFou's song like he was trying to get to Nashville on American Idol. And this is the <laughs> only song he knew. Respect. And I can't, no, I can't drop my voice up there, but you really had to... He would get up there, and you know the song, right? The the drinking song, the Gaston song? He'd get up on a table in his little breeches and shirt and be like, Gosh, it disturbs me to see you, Gaston. And we would all just kind of stare around at each other. And nobody corrected him. He sang it that way through the whole show. Trying to say he sang it like Clint Black. Every guy here love to be you, Gaston. <laughs> that that Even when taking your lumps. That boy, Michael Buble. Yeah. yeah. Hated yeah. him. That, by the way, you can subscribe to the uh, Moon Crew Discord for just $3 a month at patreon.com slash mooncrew. You had to look that up. I, of course I did because I could get it wrong. That's why I look <laughs> things up. Um, we also, I don't know if you said this while I was gone, uh, preownedairboats.com for the duration of the charity bowl points you directly to <clears throat> the donation does. link. So that's where you can go to, uh, to get in on, on the fun. Yeah, you can also type in edsbscharitybowl.com. It will take you direct, directly to the link. Or you can text Charity Bowl 21 to 91999 if you fools manage to raise a million dollars. Which, again, I'm just scoffing because <laughs> it'd be awful. But if Please you manage. Please don't make me hang out with a shave, Spencer. He looks like Dilbert when he doesn't have a beard. Charity Bowl 21 to 91999 if you raise a million dollars. I'll shave the beard. I don't want to see any more of him than I already have to. Smooth I will shave. operator. <laughs> Smooth. Can we? Okay, before we go, before we go full Dilbert, can we shave it into fanciful shapes? Like Absolutely. On the way down? Yeah. No, yeah. you gotta okay. you listen. I don't. You've never you've never gotten to do this. You get to shave it down into like fun, different I've, styles. No, I've never gotten to do that. That's yeah, can you put can you put a stencil? A can you put a stencil over him and leave a block M? Can we put? Can we do ads? Yeah, yeah you can. You can shave. Oh, block M is a great idea. For, for yeah, I will. For one of our major sponsors, I'll I'll shave a damn. Can shape we can thing. we do a cartoon thing and like fire a hole through it? 
Ooh. you know, like yeah. hold it, hold it safely to the side. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm coming up. Braid it into your bangs, but you're gonna let mm. us do this. I'm coming up to Kenneth's offer that though. I'm gonna need people. I'm gonna need people legally required to, to own guns. Yeah, there's no guns <laughs> in that. Atlanta. Yeah, no. <laughs> Two hundred update. Two hundred nine thousand five hundred two dollars. God. Yeah. So, thank you all for your charity and for the donations you will make, make later in the week smooth. when we resort to ever smooth. more extreme stunts to keep. Hashtag make him smooth. No, no. <laughs> I would say make him smoother. I'm can you get can, Ryan? Ryan, can we buy makehimsmooth.com? That I have, I I'm gonna guess that that's taken. I bet it's I'm, not. And here's the thing: make I am smooth, not dot biz. Just Google I'm it. Not, I'm no, I'm not finding Did out. Did you the hard mean way. make I'm, him smooth? No, I didn't. I'm an make idiot. Him. I'm just going. Oh mm, no! Oh oh oh! Makehimsmooth.com available. <laughs> try to no, tell you. Get makehimsmooth.org also available. We should just. I mean, get the dot com. Make it's, a guy feel needed and wanted. Make him no, smooth. Dot com for better, uh, you know, for for more uh, authoritative sure. branding. Sure. You, see, hey, you know, you see dot info and it's down like, there uh, like a Ken doll. <laughs> what a disturbing. Melt his flesh back into his body. What a disturbing website we could create that just had the like message make him smooth. How make him smooth? Like Zombo, but make him smooth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Just like make him smooth. Why? If we say it enough, it's not going to bother me anymore. So he just will keep be saying it. Life will be better, and your family will be happier if you make Anything him smooth. Anything is possible with make him smooth. Who is him? You know he. Make, make him smooth. smooth. The elder one. The oh, elder God. one. He's the he who is oh, lumpy. <laughs> Field. Make him smooth. Oh boy. He who must be made smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Once he is smooth, all will be smooth. Oh, it's not working. The satiation's not kicking in. Imagine a world of smooth. No. <laughs> smooth world. It's just got Japanese city pop. It's got like city pop behind it. Smooth ocean. Um, I have a I have a good natural break right here, so I'll shave down to there. Okay. Yeah. Smooth, so just below my Adam's earth. apple. Smooth yep. the earth. Smooth that's the, earth. that's the terraforming we're actually gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna try to do some dumb shit like fix the environment. Oh fuck! Yeah. We smoothed it all. You won't give me a single one of your teeth, but you're gonna let us terraform your mountains. Face. Present like entire planet smooth. exactly five feet underwater. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're just gonna no. put a coat. We we're make, just gonna put a light coat of poly around the Earth, and it's gonna be <laughs> fine. Did we, did we build an entire planet five feet underwater by accident, or did we make an outstanding wading pool? Yeah, I mean that's yeah. basically what it is, and we'll put like blocks. That's what we'll stand on. Mm. Ocean. We'll just all bumpy. carry around blocks. Wait, I think we what? just invented Water World. We did. Fuck. No, we always invent Water World. Smooth Water World. Smooth World. <laughs> Mountains separate, smooth, smooth unite. Now this is just a Davidoff ad from the 90s. Please smooth rise water. for our national anthem. Man, it's a hot one. <laughs> <laughs> like 60 inches from the ocean floor. <laughs> oh, God. It's just like the ocean covering the earth. Because we like made the ocean. earth smooth. Just like the ocean up to my chest. <laughs> But only your chest. <laughs> no higher. But, but my All chest is so smooth. <laughs> so smooth. Because the Actually, constant salt water <laughs> has scoured away all texture on my body. Sin and hair have been removed. All is smooth now. Thank you, smooth. Greg Jennings. 
Thank you. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Christ. Greg Jennings, for going to hell to kill Satan and making it smooth. <laughs> thank you all for smooth. getting rid of the textures, which were what that's what that's what the sin that's was right. all along. That's was right. the, the polygons all over the place. <laughs> the bitmap must be smooth. Finally, in Go our ahead. new in our new two dimensional earth, <laughs> I no longer covet my neighbor because I cannot tell where my neighbor is. <laughs> all is smooth. All is smooth. All, all is at last. Who has the- who has not looked at the Kyrie's mighty? Like a word. <laughs> Here in the in the smooth heaven and the smooth earth, I see the smooth Jerusalem descending from the sky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you realize just, you just realize just smooth them. This is all. This is already a midwesterner's idea of paradise. This is basically. <laughs> the world. Well, you so drive smooth. about fifty hours in that direction, yeah, and then, and then you yeah, once Max. you see well, there's nothing you can see, but then you turn. God, I'm gonna tell you, Sue. It'll You'll be see great. We'll take the kids. We'll see. Ki- you're- oh, look, look, cows' heads poking out of the water. Look, it's all smooth. This is great. You can put a grill up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, Sawyer. You know they got to stack the cows on top of each other so they can sun them for a while. Yeah, you get a little worn up here on my shoulders. We're going to put a grill in the back of this cow carcass. Oh, there goes Dale McLaughlin, the king of smooth, on his jet ski. <laughs> Smoothest man of... They say, they, you know, they say this is all his idea. Dale, buddy, just hang in there. You are going to rule in the aftertimes. Actually, Dale might hate it because there's no island to get to. <laughs> That's true. There's no island. He's where just he cursed to... That true. man is the... Uh, oh, my God. He becomes our Sisyphus. He's our sea go- Sisyphus. He's the ghost rider of <laughs> He's this the world. flying Dutchman now, cursed to roam the seas forever in search of yeah. one lady on an too island. Too smooth. That... <laughs> yeah, it's too smooth. His pants are on fire. That just makes him a better myth. There's an element of cautionary tale. Yeah, you'll see him. He's a Don't be smooth that guy. Ski. The, he's, he's the uh, he's the Icarus, isn't he? Yeah, he, it's like he's a the one who flew too smooth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, um, yeah. God, it sucks don't, that this is the like only. We can just stop talking about that. It really sucks that this is the only podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you think there'd be more? That's such a I fucking just, shame. <laughs> I disagree. We've we've solved all the world's problems. With we smoothed, smoothed it down to just the one. You're right. Until then, I think you're probably going to need to go ahead and make some investments until the smooth revolution makes us. <laughs> I think you're going to need to put a little a little money in the piggy bank, and you might need a little help doing that. Am I right, Jason? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't assume what our listeners' finances are like. They're probably incredible. Um, but just evidently, case, hey, even <laughs> I mean, there's only one podcast, so it's not like they're getting investment advice anywhere else, but. Since that duty falls to us, uh, I'm going to advise you to go to acorns.com slash fullcast, uh, where you can begin with a free $5 boost, your world-smoothing, terraforming fund. Uh, and what will happen is every time you purchase, say, scuba gear or some nice boots that will make you taller once the ocean is five feet deep everywhere, those nickels and dimes from those purchases rounded up will go into your Acorns account, along with whatever money you decide to throw in here and there, and that gets invested in stuff. As markets go up, your line goes up, the ocean goes up, and eventually you can afford a, uh, a, a one of those one of the, you know one of those little beach houses that that are on stilts. I'd like one of those anyway. A honestly. smooth a smooth home, a floating orb. You mean Floating a smooth orb. home? Yeah, a smooth yurt. Smoothness. <laughs> you want the smoothest home, an orb? Oh yeah, a water a water yurt is a uh, is circular above and below. 
Wow. I want to rule the world from an enormous one of those uh, those pillows that you jump off of, like the inflatable pillows where somebody's mm -hmm. sitting here, mm -hmm. like giant 30-foot inflatable yeah, like, pillows. You mean like in the very first Digital Viking, the 20-foot diameter floating trampoline that could be towed behind a boat? Yes, but I want the one where you jump on one side and you... You want the one that's like a beanbag. Yeah, yeah. that's like a beanbag and you get shot up the other end. That's how we send people to Greg Jennings' heaven. This is what court, this is what court is in Smooth World. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> mount well, mount the cool. pillow. The pillow shall judge you. Or do we, uh, when we have two litigants, do we drop them both on and whoever yes, bounces, that's right. gets yes. bounced off? Is, exactly, is whoever gets guilty. Yeah. Yes, let's just go yes. back to how we figured out who was witches. I yeah, mean, let's let no the witches double now? bounce decide. It's salt water, so they got a handicap. Yeah. All uh, will be by smooth. The way, by the way, this week at my Acorns Early account, the lead that my eldest has on my younger child has increased because evidently <laughs> at one Fuck. point my younger child has embezzled another talk, dollar out of talk the account. Talk about smooth. Shit, this kid is fucking just <laughs> siphoning money off and we're talking about it and you can't stop him. You can't figure out how to stop it. <laughs> you can't plug the leak. I mean, some people talk about their children being a slow gas leak in their house asphyxiating all their finances. Mine are literally that. One of them by a by a by one of them by a dollar. This Once week. again, I encourage you all to rob Spencer if you can, because apparently it's pretty easy. Yeah, that's another good financial plan. An eight-year-old has siphoned another dollar away from me, <laughs> thanks to the joy of Acorns.com. And I have to say, that's an excellent use of the app because you know what? He's got to worry about his own business, man, and he's taking care of it, and I'm proud of him for that. Oh, the smooth earth has no time for family bonds. <laughs> all is one all is smooth smooth yes. is family I love, somebody says flat earth and you say moron they say smooth earth and you say yes. oh, that sounds awesome come yes. come right with us we have a community yeah. for you you are no longer lonely let us discuss how the earth is already smooth they, they want you to believe mountains are real they're not you know what's real marbles it's perfectly smooth who hasn't looked at the Rocky Mountains and thought, I bullshit. wish those were smooth? Yeah. <laughs> get, get, that, get that shit out of my sight. Get that shit out of my face. You can't fool me. I'm going to walk right that, through it. That looks so much better three feet under the water of an <laughs> eternal ocean lining the entirety of the Earth. I just want to live on the wave planet from Interstellar. I think that that's what we've designed here. Yes. <laughs> really? Time like, goes fast, so we'd be dead in a hurry. Yeah, you get, you get it knocked out real quick. Mm. That's also, by the way turning the entire planet into one huge wave pool. Yeah. I'm for it. Here Erosion's for it. smooth as shit. Do you know what Dale McLaughlin's been doing? Surfing Erosion that one wave. <laughs> yeah. Erosion is just trying to make the earth smooth for Erosion it. hastens Love the smoothening. Erosion. Yes. Tonight, um, before we solved all of Earth's problems by making all smooth, I did want to talk about being petty because this week I read yeah, we got to get that all out of our systems before the smoothing comes. That's true, because after that... Listener, we'll this is the part where the episode begins. You've you've yeah. gone on a long journey of prologue <laughs> to arrive to this point. Congratulations. Minute 42. <laughs> so 52. I did, uh, I did a bit on uh, Bomati Jones' excellent podcast, The Right Time, about Kane Mutiny, which is Bruce Feldman's book. You about just admitted there's another podcast. It's, Jesus no, I didn't. Christ! I, I, no, I this didn't. is why you'll 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 be and more interested in hearing about how he feels about his Ed book. But go off. You will be. This is why you will be pumiced down in the smoothening. Mm. 
Spencer, transition is anything. Spencer, you said no, I didn't. Can you expound on that? <laughs> <laughs> I will not. So, <laughs> damn. Now that was smooth. That is smooth. Yeah, that's right. I control the horizontal. I control the vertical. When I say something isn't, and then I say it is, the com- combination of those two things equals a perfect smoothness. That's right. And for any of y'all who completely understand that and don't question it at all, your brain's already well on the way to smooth. Congratulations. So this week I did uh, something on Pomani Jones' right time on the podcast where we did the he intro did to Kane Mutiny. I di- No, I didn't. Um, wow. And... We talked about Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, one-time coach of the Cowboys, one-time coach of the national champion Miami Hurricanes, one-time coach of Oklahoma State, uh, coached the Dolphins, and then spent a year after retiring without wearing shoes. Jimmy Johnson is one of the greatest men to ever live because he spent a year in the Keys without ever putting on a pair of shoes after he hit his big quitting time. That is a career goal. That is a life goal. If you don't understand it, turn this podcast off right now. It's not for you. If you're vibing with it, okay, you found the right tribe. You're here with us right now, okay? Jimmy Johnson, in this snippet from when he was at Miami, um, is depicted as a master manipulator. By that, you mean kind of a sociopath. He's the kind of guy who when... kind of a sociopath? The kind of guy who, when Michael Irvin stabbed somebody with scissors... Oh, right, that. Yeah, it's like, well, that's too bad he's first string. Sorry, that's our starter. Um, and kind of lets it go. And then eventually releases the other guy. That's, that's the kind of sociopath that he had to be to succeed. Johnson is described as a master manipulator, but that's not what this sounds like. This sounds like a man who is well-versed and is an experienced practitioner in the art of petty. How petty? Well, I'm about to share it with you. So Johnson was from Arkansas. Frank Broyles. Great coach at Arkansas, longtime athletic director with uh, slightly different results as the guy in charge. Frank Broyles said that uh, by far Jimmy Johnson was the smartest player he ever coached. Jimmy Johnson had a 162 IQ. Jimmy Johnson is just a flat, brilliant dude. Jimmy Johnson also has a mean streak a mile wide and did not forget when he was slighted. In 1983, Frank Broyles passed on Johnson as a head coaching candidate, and hired another former Arkansas Razorback, Ken Hatfield. Ken Hatfield. He ended up coaching the program. Counterpoint. Hen Catfield. Hen Catmeat. Way more interesting. Ken Hatmeat. When Ken Hatfield uh, got that gig. Cat Hen Peck. I like that, too. Johnson uh, got the Canes job, and then what did Jimmy Johnson immediately do after taking the Miami job? Murdered Ken Hatfield. So to speak. Yes, so to speak. Because he scheduled Arkansas for a home-and-home. And against an eventual 9-3 Arkansas team in 1987, in Little Rock, the Canes went up there and they beat the hell out of them, eventually winning the game 51-7. And the players gave Johnson the ball. Goodness, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. They, they gave him the ball. That's how petty he was. The minute he got the Canes job, he's like, you know who we need to put on the schedule? <laughs> Why don't we put Arkansas? Hey, Jimmy, what's the historical rivalry or the national importance 
The significance of playing the Arkansas Razorbacks? Don't ask! Just do it! Put him on the schedule! Must burn! That was all he wanted. He just wanted to go in and burn their house down. Into a smooth pit. Into a smooth, even ash pit. Was this That's a what he did. good Arkansas? And a, nine abusing. and three. Okay. Yeah. They ended up being nine and three. Betty took offense to that. Yeah, Betty was like, "Why, why are you shit talking Arkansas?" Yeah, they a were nine and. Th that was Betty saying, "A record alone is is no indicator without strength of schedule and advanced metrics." This game got. No, ha she's a hound, man. She was just saying they cheated. <laughs> yeah. This game got Ken Hatfield into trouble twice. Once when he lost it, and the second time went on the coach's show, as he traditionally opened each show with a Bible verse. Ken Hatfield chose Jesus wept. How'd that get him in trouble? Uh, Frank Perales did not like that. Doesn't sound like he toying with the Lord uh, and mocking Arkansas football and vice versa. So he got in trouble twice for that. Jimmy Johnson would go on to win the Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys. Ken Hatfield did. Ken Hatfield did not. So yet, yet, could <laughs> buddy, I if anybody was going to win uh, at the age of seventy-eight. Might be somebody who just goes and coaches Arkansas for a year. So yeah. how about the next year, 88, the uh, other leg of that home and home, when uh, mm -hmm. Arkansas rolls into Miami at, oh, let's see, they are 10-0, and 0, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then loses by two points. Scares the crap out of them. Like, fair play to Arkansas for doing but that. But I think that's... Right? That's like just as frustrating as getting, you know, getting your ass kicked. <laughs> getting your ass kicked by 80s Miami. Okay, that happens. Almost beating <laughs> 80s Miami to hit 11-0 and entering bowl season. Oh, that sucks, Arkansas. That was yeah. probably that was probably all part of the plan, too, right? See Jimmy Johnson being like, what would hurt him most? I've done the, I've done the research, and data says that losing by two points would be most damaging to the Arkansan psychology here. Jimmy said, oh, I'll make Jesus weep. <laughs> to, by the way, Ken Hatfield's wiki photo definitely looks like somebody who's slightly confused that he coached Arkansas. Just like it's him as Rice head coach going, "How did this happen?" How? He was he was one of two Clemson coaches to leave for Rice. That has happened twice all time. To just uh, up and, another, and leave for up and leave Clemson for Rice. Yeah, which by the way, Ken Hatfield was great at Arkansas. He's good. His worst season was seven four and one, right? He had two, three ten win seasons, two nine win seasons, and then, like a wise man, what did he do? He got the hell up out of Arkansas before something bad happened to him. Because that's what happens to all Arkansas head coaches eventually. Nothing good. Something weird's going to happen to you. So he went to the low pressure job of uh, Clemson. Okay, maybe that wasn't super advisable, but anyway. Not not a slouch that, you know, was getting all of this taken out on him. But it made me think of other petty. It did not make you just think of other petty, though, Jason. It made you think about Arkansas petty specifically. Well, we got more Arkansas football stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brett Bielema first. Sure. Like, like Brett Bielema being, like, the king of minor petty which you don't really think about it till you go back to the fossil record and realize that Brett Bielema won, uh, went for two while beating Indiana by like 50 because, and I quote, that's what the card said. 
And then uh, what did he do? So at Arkansas, it was Texas Bowl against the Longhorns. And he was like throwing the hook him the whole time, right? Yeah. And that was when that was when uh that was that was where borderline erotic came from, right? Mm-hmm. Arkansas shutting down Texas. This man just yeah. up and decided he had to hate Texas. Uh, also, Brett Bielema tripped a wire when he used a dumb kickoff rules back in. This is my personal favorite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back in two thousand six. Back when we didn't know what kind of person Brett Bielema was, but we, well, we didn't really know what kind of a person Joe Pa was either. We were just faintly irritated by him. And, ooh, wait, did he get mad? Yeah, because uh, the NCAA had decided that. It was 06 or 09? 06. Yeah. The, the clock was going to start when you kicked the ball Rule on kickoff. 3 2 5 C. Yeah, uh, only lasted a season. Why? But, Why? Uh, because with 23 seconds left in the first half against Penn State, Wisconsin kicked off, and he told his players to intentionally go offside. <clears throat> well, not once. What? Not once. Not twice. No, no, no. Twice. Well, twice. Twice. And uh, on the sidelines, the coach that he pissed off, and because he just did this kind of stuff, he had to be cartoonishly visible about it. Joe Paterno's on the sidelines going, Why do you want to kick Why do you kick Kick the it. Joe Paterno, also known as Joe Pesci, as we all remember. Yeah! <laughs> He's so mad, man. Joe Pesci I swear on it. chipmunk's turntable. Yep. I swear it sounded like that. Uh, <laughs> Why are you kicking the ball? I hate this voice. I thought I, I hated you do. I thought I hated Ricky Gervais, but I really hate this one. He's trading blood <laughs> from a nasty way in sky. You know, now I don't feel bad that we buried the actual episode forty-two minutes here. And because what episode? Oh. Yeah, now, now I feel what bad episode? that we're the only podcast. <laughs> yeah, Joe there really should be another one. <laughs> Strange player. The only yeah. winning move is not to press play. <laughs> <laughs> only winning move is not to pod. Only winning move is not to talk about the actual end of Joe Paterno's career, isn't not it? Pod.com. So, yeah, he did I that. I not taken either. Huh. Yeah. Um, also, Bielema, Bielema went for two at the end of another blowout win against uh, over Minnesota and uh, got into a tussle with Tim Brewster. <laughs> mm. Which, that's got to be fun. Which that lingered all the way through their various careers in the SEC and ACC. So there was also on the field, there was uh, the Houston Nut versus Hugh Freeze saga that <laughs> played out over to the Houston Nuts. God, that's beautiful. 10-year gambit to take down Hugh Freeze that worked uh, when th- basically they uh, dumped public documents back and forth. Yeah. Because what did what did because Houston you nut? die by the FOIA, you live by the FOIA. Because what happened to Houston Nut when he was at, at Arkansas? Houston Nut got his phone FOIA'd, all right, and it revealed uh, some, it revealed a lot of personal calls. And Houston Nut remembered this. So what happened to Hugh Freeze when he was at Ole Miss? Learns. Yeah, he's a learning machine. He when you think learning machine, think Houston Nut. This is right? the worst Star Wars saga ever. We trained. We 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 is trained. It? An AI Houston nut <laughs> and made him watch one million dumb things football coaches do. And then the world's 
<laughs> we pointed him at Hugh Freeze. Going to start the world's dumbest computer company, and it's going to be in Arkansas. And we're going to instead of Watson, we're just going to name the computer Houston. And it's going to have the same voice. Hate, but, hate, hateway computers. <laughs> Here's what you do to get someone fired from a football coaching job. You uh, FOIA, you FOIA their phone records. Yeah, Thank I'm just you, trying Houston. to open Excel. Sorry, yeah, no. This is this is Clippy Houston Nut. I'm here to tell you how to fuck Clippy, up Ole Miss. Clippy Nut. It it looks hey, like you. Hey, it looks like you're trying to get somebody fired, huh? Hey, brother. Can I, can I help you put sugar in someone's gas tank? Can I what? Uh, <laughs> Clipping looks, don't hey, help. looks like he you helps. need some hepping. That's right. There it is. Can I, yeah. Can I help? Can I help you with that? <laughs> need some hepping? Um, yeah. So he he was the one who eventually got Hugh Freeze's phone records for you. Hey, it looks like you're trying to apply for the Nevada job. That job's not <laughs> even open. Good, because I got dibs on it. <laughs> that wasn't the one where he's like sneaking through the fucking rafters to apply at UConn, just like dropping down. U- like, USF. There, there, USF. Yes, USF. I think he just the, showed up and they were like, we didn't even ask you to be here. I mean, I think we might both be right is the thing. <laughs> like, I don't think it's either UConn or USF. Yes, yeah. 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 Uh, I, Y- y'all, listen. The sad thing is that if somebody just hired him, they'd win ten games. <laughs> It'd be Don't fine. Ask how it just yeah. happened. Yeah. I mean, they'd win ten games one year, two the next. But there I mean, isn't that more fun than isn't that more fun than winning six both years? I had I had somebody today, an Illinois fan, lay on the darkest, funniest, most self aware comment I have heard about one's own fandom in a real long time. They donated thirty nine dollars, thirty seven, thirty nine to the charity bowl and it was <laughs> hey man Jesus hey, Christ, hey man. man love yourself and he love don't... yourself just a little bit like, no, sometimes like, what some... the fuck sometimes healing is making amends I don't feel okay? good about this <laughs> I don't feel good about taking this person's money I picture that scene in the green mile when he's just vomiting up flies <laughs> No, it was. I'm sorry. Far more charitable. It was. It was Ryan Ames, R.D. Ames, and I don't want to short him. He actually gave ninety-seven ninety-nine, and the reason he gave ninety-seven ninety-nine was this: to celebrate Brett Bielema's career wins coming into Champagne, and the career wins with which I reasonably expect him to leave. <laughs> so I was thinking thirty-seven thirty-nine. I was thinking 37-39 was some losing score for Illinois that we were celebrating because it was so very close to a win. He's like, this dude is already like, well, Brett Bielema's going to win two games in his entire tenure in Illinois. And I was like, bet. (laughs) That's about right. That's even sadder than what I thought it was. (laughs) Two games. And I was like, yeah, brother. (laughs) That's probably about right. Oh, that's one of the few jobs where if you say, well, he came in with 97 wins and he left with 93, I wouldn't question it. Like, they just somehow took games off his record, being Illinois' head coach. I wanted to hear from... So, uh, you, you have a non-football Arkansas Well, story, so right? speaking of Arkansas, all right, speak, and speaking of beef, okay... We've been talking about beef on the football field, and we've been talking about, you know, beef between Jimmy Johnson and the state and all that, but uh, let's talk about actual beef, the cattle industry, okay? Um, how yes. familiar are we with the tick war? Not, Not at all. Sorry, did you mean William Shatner's tech war? No, I didn't. Huh. 
I meant tick okay. war. I'll just so I'll, I'll, I'll go unmute then. Huge nerd. <laughs> if you can stick around, if you make like tick noises. Um, so around the turn of the century, uh, 1900s to be exact, the ticks were a big problem. The cattle's, and uh, th- they uh, they're quarantining cattle within you know within states and within counties. The government's like, ah, oh, we got to get a hold on this. Uh, all the southern cows are too skinny and gross and disgusting. And that should be you know that should be where the big fat cows are. Everything's wrong because of the ticks. Ticks are ruining the American cattle industry. Um, and there's this long, long, long process of uh, of, of of dipping cows <laughs> to get the ticks off their bodies. Oh, yeah, like sheep, like sheep dip, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the process that the government came up with was they're going to install these concrete vats to walk cows through. And they divided up the country, and they're going county by county by county, and they got records that show, like, okay, this this year we made it through, you know, X square feet of Georgia, X square feet of uh, of Alabama, et cetera, et cetera. It, was, it took, like, 40 years to cleanse the South of all its nasty, tick-ridden cows. Um, and... Uh, most southern ranchers and farmers went along with this. Like, great, I'd rather have healthy, fat cows than sick, gross, skinny cows. But is the South is the to South. Anyone else? Because it definitely doesn't sound familiar to me. <laughs> it went on for like, there's so much history, and I I never heard about it till today. But uh, can you guess which three states were most ornery about putting up with the government coming in and 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 uh, and cleansing the cows? Tennessee, Texas. No. Arkansas? No. Yes. Louisiana? Arkansas. No. Hmm. Missouri? Florida? No. No. Kansas? No. Okay, apparently we can't guess. <laughs> You've guessed all around. Alabama and Georgia are also in the top three. I calculated. I think of Georgia being a state, I guess. Yeah. At, at the time. At the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I calculated well, that based on a key paragraph in the U.S. in the USDA report on this entire history. It's a 400-page report. I didn't read the whole thing. I just uh, control F for the word dynamite, which appears 113 times. Uh, and wow. this between just April 13th and May 30th, 1919, a total of 72 cattle dipping vats were dynamited in Arkansas. Yes. Arkansas just fucking had it, and they were just blowing these <laughs> these tick-dipping vats up. Um, this was the worst period of destruction of vats. <laughs> uh, and, and, like, that's just that's just one glimpse, just one window, because in, in particular, Alabama, Georgia, and Arkansas, these things were just blowing up left and right. And, like, you look at Euclid American history, and it's like, okay, uh, like, the 30s, there's a depression, 40s, there's, there's war. Uh, what were we doing in the 20s? This is what we were doing in the 20s. We were blowing up shit that was meant to take the ticks off of cows. That's how we Agitation spent our time. from the farmers, indeed. That's right. That's where, um, that's where that route works. So uh, World War I ends, and we got to do something with all our explosives. That's where they go, to blow up Arkansas. Fair enough. I swear to God, everyone in that state has 15 squirrels. There is head. a still unsolved murder of a county cattle... Uh, <laughs> Investigator, his name was Charles Jeffrey. Multiple, and this, and all this is Arkansas. Spencer, it's a war uh, he was. Die. Wait, wait, you're telling he, he me sh- Steak Rancher was a real person? Yeah, well, that might have been who got him, but we never found him. We never found the guy who quote assassin. This is from uh, Arkansas Times. Uh, hidden assassin fired a shotgun from the woods. So like, 
shotguns wait, don't wait, wait, shoot wait, wait, super far. This isn't a sniper situation. Like this guy's like 15 feet away. Carrying a potted ficus in front of him. Yeah, that's like this is the worst sniper ever. Like somebody's like the stealth. I've waited here. <laughs> I've drank my own piss for the last three weeks trying to get a shot. Blam! Like oh, a ninja, I, I received in the woods. I got snow in my mouth, door. so we won't so we won't see my breath. Silent is death itself. Uh, there were multiple there were multiple barns burned down. Uh, if you it, this was an awful time to be a county cattle great. assessor oh, in yeah, particularly so. Arkansas. Also, Oklahoma was bad. Uh, there was a whole uh, anti dipping association. Oklahoma got political <laughs> about it, but Arkansas just took it all out with uh, dynamite. It's- Y'all don't make it this easy. Don't be like, so they actually killed people because they didn't want to give something a bath. It's my right, right to get. It's my right to get ticks. I want my filthy bug infested beef. <laughs> I want it Live now. So the, the 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 slight, you know, uh, the reason you could understand the Arkansas frustration is like this isn't like ranching country. This is like a farmer with two cows. You know, mm-hmm. like the, yeah. the cows are there for milk. Right, and if the cow is disgusting and and skinny, then well, the milk's still going to come out fine. There might be a you know might be a little lumpy with ticks in it, but that was why Arkansas was so mad. Is like we're not tick milk. Yeah, I just run it through a strainer. It's fine. I like my cows (laughs) pre-jerkied. It's like uh, it's like do you want ice cream with sprinkles on it? Right. Oh, that's how they invented ice cream because they had to strain milk on account of the ticks. I just got an idea for raisin bread, (laughs) y'all. See, like, uh, uh, this is also this is also proven one of my points, which is that if you say a fucking thing about raisin bread, I swear to God. no. At one point, at one point in this country's history, it was far too easy to get dynamite. Far, no, no. far too easy to get no, dynamite. Apparently, this is great. I disagree. This is all great. Now, Tannerite, thats another thing altogether. Oh God, Ryan. <laughs> Wait, no, Jason or. Is there more? Is there oh, more? there's a lot more, but that's where we're gonna we're gonna cut it short there for for the <laughs> time right. being. We'll come back. We'll come Remember, back there are 110 mentions of dynamite that I didn't even get to. I Good just God. just to be clear, Spencer, I I want you to rethink when you're saying that it it was too easy to get explosives. I want you to think how many times you've seen a story where it's like multiple people killed at gender reveal. <laughs> I like yeah. this, every this day in this country, every this. day in this country, there's some headlight like fucking idiot blows up house. <laughs> yeah, this problem is not gone away; it's just changed. Um, it's just named after Nevaeh now, now. Now you see, every- we're gonna blow up that cow, and if the guts are blue, it's a boy, and if they're pink, the it's blue, a girl. It's Mackenzie Grace. If the guts are green, it's Mackenzie Grayson. It's Grace. If the guts are blue, the cow was a boy. <laughs> Everybody in that state got 15 squirrels for a brain. Uh, Ryan? Yeah. How did, the um, fiesta, how did the Fiesta Bowl start, and why was it so petty? Okay, so the short version is that before Arizona and Arizona State were going to play um, the 1968 Territorial Cup, this is when they were both in the Western Athletic Conference before they jumped to the PAC. I think it was the PAC 8 they were joining at the time. Um, they both had very good records on the season, <clears throat> and the winner was going to go to the Sun Bowl, one of the oldest bowls at the time um, and since. 
And neither neither team had been to a bowl game in like, I don't know, 15 years or some shit like that. Now, Arizona had um, the better record, but was basically worried that they were going to lose to Arizona State. So before the game, Arizona's coach, Daryl Mudra, um, called the Sun Bowl and he said, listen, you have to invite us to the game now, no matter what happens, or if we win, we will refuse to come. Like, this is, this is the ultimatum I am giving you. If you want Arizona to play in the Sun Bowl, we have to be offered it now, regardless of the outcome of the game. <clears throat> and the Sun Bowl said, okay, yeah, like we don't want to be in a position where we can't get one of the big schools from, uh, from, in, from in the state to come. So yeah, we'll, we'll let that happen. Arizona State finds out about this, obviously. And then they beat Arizona 30-7 to in what Arizona State head coach Frank Cush called the uh, probably his most satisfying uh, victory ever. Um, so and that and but it, but like bowl wise, it still went in uh, Arizona's favor. Eight and two, Arizona went to the Sun Bowl. Eight and two, Arizona State, who had just beaten the Wildcats, did not get a bowl bid at all because there weren't all that many bowls at the time. Because of this, basically, they're ha- Arizona State's having their like postseason banquet, and the president of the school is there, and boosters there, and shit like that. And they're basically like, you know what? We should host a, we should like start our own bowl game so that the Western Athletic champion will automatically get in, which Arizona State was. They were, they were the WAC champion by virtue of beating Arizona. Um, and, and they said, like, let's, let's just make this happen. And that's how they built the Fiesta Bowl so that they could have <laughs> a bowl to stop getting screwed over because they like the WAC had already had a very bad history of like having strong champions that because they weren't regarded as a particularly as, as one of the top conferences, they, somebody would get picked over them. Um, and, and that's how out of spite and anger over Arizona fuckery, Arizona state helped give birth to what ended up becoming a BCS bowl and a host of several national championship games. A beautiful thing born of spite. I love yeah. it. Uh, I also love that if you search Frank Cush field, which is the field at Sun Devil Stadium in Tempe, Arizona, the first photo you get of Frank Cush field is a shot from the stands, uh, obviously open source from a fan uh, of heavy fireworks smoke over Frank Cush field. Thank you. Internet. You never fail. I, I wanted to tell the epic story of one man and his hatred of a goatee. And that's one that I know a lot of people on this podcast love, which is the story of how much Paul Johnson absolutely hates Brian Van Gorder. Buddy, he's got company in that. Oh my God, does he? <laughs> but, but I think we got to turn the mic over at this point. So yeah, Paul Johnson uh, was a very successful coach at Georgia Southern. Let me state for the record, by the way, first of all, the Georgia Southern, great football program. Great. Demonstrably great. It's no shame in losing to them. They're amazing. Champions at multiple levels. Incredible tradition. 
all hail Eric Russell's hallowed grounds in Statesboro. That said, uh, Brian Van Gorder, who uh, you may remember as, I don't know, defensive coordinator at Louisville, Georgia, and other stops where he was uh, thrown aside and not missed at all. Yeah, Brian Van Gorder uh, was the head coach at Georgia Southern in 2006. And in 2006, Brian Van Gorder decided to advertise his revolutionary non-triple option offense uh, by saying that there was no option that appeared on the poster on the advertisement announcing Brian oh. Van Gorder's appearance in Statesboro, Georgia. Uh, Brian Van Gorder. There was no option. We have to amputate. <laughs> that that just, ended up just being. Just a great, a great <laughs> message there. I love it. I personally love it. Yeah. Brian Van Gorder managed to alienate everyone in the city of Statesboro to the point where he only spent a single season there after trashing the triple option. Which, by the way, anybody could tell you that if you went down to Statesboro, Georgia and said, yeah, we ain't running the option no more. That, that wasn't really something you could do. It's just not. Like, they, they'd run it since the 80s and before. Some version of it well before. The version Johnson had had been in Installed in the 80s and was wildly successful there. Um, you weren't going to get away with anything else. And even if you did, you'd have to basically Trojan horse it in as change. So Brian Van Gorder goes down there. He absolutely bombs, goes three and eight, um, has the worst record in like modern Georgia Southern football history. And he's outie. He's out. So wheel turns, wheel turns. Paul Johnson. Navy. Paul Johnson goes to Georgia Tech. Paul Johnson's Georgia Tech team <clears throat> uh, meets Louisville, all right, in the year 2018. Um, and after multiple attempts uh, at multiple stops to schedule Brian Van Gorder and Georgia Southern or a Brian Van Gorder team, they finally meet organically. And what happens? That's right. After avowing that he wanted to beat the hell out of Brian Van Gorder several years earlier, Georgia Tech beats Louisville 66-31 with 542 yards rushing. 542 yards and 28 first downs. Just leisurely strolling down the field. And going. When asked about it and why they put up 542 rushing yards, was this in Atlanta? No, no, no. This was in Louisville. This was, this was at the big. This was at the big oven. This was at Papa John Stadium. Uh, when asked why they had piled up 542 yards, Paul Johnson said, <clears throat> "Just executing the offense." <laughs> Do you know the um the one detail that makes this even better? Please. That uh, this was, I think it was the second time that Johnson had faced Van Gorder. So there was, I think, so when Van Gorder was at Notre Dame, <clears throat> I don't know if they met then, but I know one year Georgia brought in Van Gorder as like an option guru like a guy who could help them defeat the <laughs> option. And it's like, yeah, he did that. But he did it as the head coach, right? So, like, Georgia brought in Van Gorder as, like, a defensive consultant. And then what? Well, it, <laughs> it, 
his his time handling the option went about as as a par for the course because Georgia lost to Georgia Tech's triple option that year, and uh, <laughs> I'm looking at it, it, it was 2016. It was 2016 that that happened, and then two years later <coughs> was when uh, PJ left, no doubt. <laughs> 66-30. Something okay. Did any of y'all keep up with uh, his more recent career moves? No. Which, by the way, if you open up this guy's wiki page, his coaching career page takes up an entire page. I mean, the sidebar unit takes a page to scroll through. Uh, <laughs> because 2019-2020, uh, he was at Bowling Green as the defensive coordinator. Didn't go does great. Anybody, does anybody – well, before we get there in the, <laughs> in the, in the Scott Leffler era – uh, does anybody want to know who the offensive coordinator was? I know this was an all-star coaching staff. I just don't remember exactly yeah, which which guy this was. I don't remember either. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he is now at Gulf Shores High School with Mark Hudspeth, which if you know how Hudspeth ended up washing out of his most recent college job is funny. But what I did not know until – researching brian van gorder tonight was that he announced his retirement from college coaching uh before he <laughs> or, or during or after he got down to gulf shores man i don't know how's I it think, going so i think the Changing. other the other funny coach on that staff um was carl Pellini very briefly yes it was so. uh. <laughs> yes it was Woo. that now Ooh. that is that is a group that's a that's also, a fun Kato group june for a minute goodness yeah all are welcome all are welcome <laughs> at this, at this smooth bowling green <laughs> <laughs> the home for I, hey, that needs to be that needs to be smooth if you want to bowl on it that's right man i'd go coach at gulf shores high school that sounds great it sounds like the most amazing scam of a job uh i hope i do hope hudspeth and van gorder are living in a van together I like, we don't need a house. Do they call it the Van Gorder? <laughs> yes, the Van Goer. That this is, is right. fun. Like, can I give you? Can I give you a great, great quote from Scott Leffler at Bowling Green, which is an all-time coach speak? Scott Leffler, I'm not going to use Bowling Green. Win, leave, and watch this place go to hell. No, Scott. No, Scott. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> no. Um, this reminds me. I don't know. I have, promised Do y'all know Scott leave? Leffler went to Michigan? We don't talk about that enough. No, we don't talk about that. Um, so, so he was saying he was not going to like get Bowling Green to the, uh, you know, to to the to a Peach Bowl or whatever, and then abandon them when they need him most. Uh, with a two-year record of three and fourteen, no, no. <laughs> He's so, so what he was saying is that they're stuck with me for a really long time. Holly, yeah, it, did you hear who the new coach at Tennessee State is going to be? Yes, I did. Eddie George. And did you hear who he's bringing with him? I sure did. I did okay. not. He's just going to be an advisor. He's not going to be there. That's right, which means he has no responsibilities and more time to cruise. Thank you. Is it Jeff Fisher? Yes, it's it Jeff Fisher. Yes! <laughs> Oh I my. will be in my bunk. Oh my god! If they go six and six, I am going to die. Fuck, Jeff Fisher just <laughs> strolling around Bell Mead with shorts with no underwear on. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, anybody know where I could get some lotion? <laughs> Jeff Fisher at the Puffy Muffin? Are you fucking kidding me? 
Jeff Fisher, get over here and puff my muffin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of revenge. <laughs> what happens um, if you just Twitter search Scott Leffler, Brian Van Gorder? <laughs> That's, it's a Keymaster Gatekeeper sitch. It is. <laughs> and then the State Puff Marshall man throws for 400 yards on Bowling Green's defense. Don't forget, for by the way, reason. this is the second time Scott Leffler and Brian Van Gorder tried to do this double act because Gene Chiswick brought them into Auburn. That makes, see, when you say that, I'm like, oh, Gene Chizik really did want to retire. Mm. He just didn't know it yet. He I'm not so. Here, here's the, the, oh, wait, no, never mind. There's a line on Leffler's wiki that Leffler was linked to the vacant positions at Alabama, LSU, and Wisconsin. OC is the key term in there, but oh, even that is weird. Yeah. Even that is weird. Yeah. I just want you to know that 12 years ago, Scott Leffler was hired to do one thing at the University of Florida, and that was to fix Tim Tebow's throwing motion. Yeah, and that, he did. That man has uh, had a successful professional baseball career. That's right. Yeah. Got he won, a, he won an NFL playoff game. He has the longest winning touchdown pass in NFL playoff history, I, I think. It's Yeah, it's like in overtime it's or something. Something yeah, like that. I think that's he right. has yeah. some bullshit record in the NFL. Yes. He's a first-round pick. And he played Andy for a bullshit MLB franchise. That's don't right. Andy Dalton and Tim Tebow have the same number of playoff wins lifetime? I, I don't know that Andy, Andy Dalton, Dalton has Andy Dalton has one. a playoff win? I don't think Andy Dalton has one. Well, and, that's okay. And he's now not, he's a bear. He's not starting for anyone. So now he's a fine. bear, so it's I'm not. sorry. I had, to, I had to look it up. I had to look it up. I had to go see Bill C. Uh with Brian Van Gorder, guys, we got to apologize. With Brian Van Gorder as DC, uh, Bowling Green technically improved uh, in 2019 from 128th to 124th in defensive S&P Plus. Bonus! Bill, Give Bill me that bonus! Step by step. Oh, uh, yeah. Tim Debo, one and one in the playoffs. Andy Dalton, oh, and four. Yeah. Mm, so, yeah. Um, go Burr, go Burr's. You know what? You know what would make uh, football season more comfortable if you are a Bears fan. A <laughs> besides is converting to a, <laughs> converting to a college college sports fan. No, no, no. Converting yeah. to a college sports fan because what do you need in death but a comfy shroud? That's, That's true. Right. That's right. Shit, uh, this is how we should have let out of the mummy parade last week. We're talking, of course, about homefieldapparel.com. Here's the thing. I think as society starts to open up again and as we start to, you know, come out of our homes and resume something like a normal life, this is our opportunity to fight back on um, the sartorial uh, status quo. It wasn't okay to wear sweatshirts to weddings and to fancy dinners and to presidential inaugurations in the before times. But this is not the before times. It's the after times now. And if we band together and throw off the shackles of dress shirts and suit jackets and uncomfortable dresses and shit like that, and we just all go to our fancy events in our home field sweatshirts, we can change the course of history. But we have to do it together. The good news is home field is going to give you a bunch of options for your freedom armor, basically, as you ride into battle against the Brooks Brothers and Joseph A. Banks's of the world. Um, you're, we're talking about, you know, a ton of colleges. They've just announced they're coming out with uh, something like 30 new items for, or 30 schools that are getting new items as well. 
uh, Big News Saturday Season 2 is coming up where we're going to get a bunch more schools. So the options are almost limitless and somehow yet expanding, much like the universe. You can get wow. in on the action with offer code FULLCAST. That gets you 20% off your first purchase. And more importantly, you become a soldier in the honorable war against shirts with collars. We don't need them the anymore. This is the message that you want to send at weddings, too. Like, I struggle with my emotional health, but I got a job. You know what? You know what I think when I see somebody wearing a shirt with a collar? That person's scared of vampires. Don't be scared of vampires. You're bigger than, you're stronger than they are. Wear yeah. your home field crew neck and say, come at me, Dracula. I'll fuck you up. You got the power of Zot in your side. Say, Dracula, Brian where's Nanny, my... Vampire Hunter. Dracula, where's my goddamn money? You That's goddamn right. nerd. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Jason, you are a Moon Knight. Thank you. Jason, Kirk, Dracula, Lone Shark. <laughs> My, that's my favorite. My favorite Moon Knight moment is when he sees Punisher, who's a loser. And <laughs> Punisher's a fucking dork. Punisher's on the back nerd. of a bunch of trucks. What are you talking about? Bunch what of, the just, fuck? just a gear hog. Uh, but Punisher goes, "Hey, Moon Knight, you still crazy?" And Moon Knight goes, "Yeah, uh, is your family still dead?" <laughs> Don't play with Moon Knight. I love Moon Knight. That reminds me of my favorite TikTok, which I will now post in the Discord. Please do. I wanted to discuss one more act of petty. Cause I got it, it, it better not be Andy Dalton, because i got to close this tab. No. You, you, please. <laughs> close put, close the going, sarcophagus you're going, you're on the Andy Dalton that. mummy. No, you're, you're going to need it. Right? This and fire up that ooh, what you say song. God. He's going to complete two passes. Bears fans are going to go, hey, we're back! And then, yeah. He's going to run he's going to run he's going to run 3 yards on first down. They're going to be like, "Look at him. Multi-threat." <laughs> you know, he is a multi-threat, but perhaps not in the way yeah, he means. There are multiple threats on the field. Yeah. He's an Dalton. omnidirectional threat, yes. I think he, is what you mean. He can fumble in multiple ways. The the weirdest beef I can remember is that between Debo Swinney and Scott Schaefer, former coach of Syracuse because soft nose Scott Schaefer because I think it started over a two-point conversion that Dabo called because I guess Dabo was a little heated at Syracuse <laughs> who gets mad uh, the answer to this is is Dabo Swinney who gets mad at Syracuse is, is Dabo Swinney wait are you a Syracuse person uh it depends on the minute I never knew this about you it depends on the minute but Ew, Scott Schaefer is currently defensive coordinator at Middle Tennessee State. Don't like that. Yeah. Don't like that at all. Get your hands off my Blue Raiders. Blech. But he. Uh, On the other hand, Tony Franklin probably makes him miserable. But there was a uh, there was a tense handshake of sorts, uh, and some yelling. And I believe uh, at one point Scott Schaefer got all up in Dabo's face over this. To, to which, I think it's very important we define what kind of. Uh, fuck-based salutation you give Dabo. Dabo is clearly the kind of guy who could be given a collegial, ah, fuck Dabo, because I'm pretty sure all coaches think this about each other. But he's not the guy that you get real heated at and be like, hey, man, fuck you! That's not, you don't get that aggro. Because Dabo goes, oh, my stars! Yeah, well, I bless you. Bless you. Mm. I, I disagree. Your team I mean, played he's hard. he's not freeze. He's not going to, like, text your boss after you say that shit. He might. I don't know. I don't think you would. 
I think he'd just be like, hey, you go with God, as opposed to like Hugh Freeze, who's like, go with God and human resources, who I've CC'd mm. on this prayer for your damnation and your destruction. Mm. Scott Schaefer was also the guy that said that Atlanta was soft-nosed when everybody got trapped on the roads there. Wonder Which if he's, Sarah- a, he's a peach of a guy. Yeah. yeah. By, by the way, did you ever see what happened to Georgia Tech and Syracuse at the next game? No. You should, you should go see it. Mm. I will look that up. See how that went for him. I'm guessing badly. Because mm. I'm also guessing Syracuse didn't have much luck recruiting the Peach State after mm. that. What are they going to need that for? For anybody. Yeah, well, Scott didn't need it. He was just fine. He's now defensive coordinator at Middle Tennessee State. The ideal career trajectory only if you live in my world of NCAA football, where the best job you can get is Middle Tennessee. Who gets mad at Dabo? Like, I get mad at Dabo, but I don't get, like, cussing mad at Dabo. It's just not – it's just – there's no point in it. I I just found a – a, a gif of Schaefer in this moment, and I forgot he doesn't just say "fuck you, Dabo." He says "fuck <laughs> you, Dabo, you motherfucker," and then he goes, "asshole." <laughs> <laughs> and it was a stop on fourth down when they were up thirty-five to seven in the first half. Sure, <laughs> in the first half. Anyway, in 2013, uh, Scott Schaefer lost to Paul Johnson 56 to nothing in Atlanta, which I thought was delightful. Soft-nosed, huh? Mm. Oh, well. <laughs> just going just gonna to go to my blacksmith shop and think about that for a while, Scott. <laughs> Do you think another Syracuse coach was like, God damn, man. It's just Syracuse football. Chill the fuck yeah, out. It had to be. <laughs> do we Somebody have two moved. Syracuse guys on this call? Somebody. Jason, how do you say it? <clears throat> Never thought about this. Uh, Syracuse, I guess. Oh, thank God. Okay. Syracuse. No. Um, yeah, it's terrible. Dabo Sweeney, upon hearing about the outburst, responded, were we supposed to take a knee? <laughs> <laughs> Man, y'all know how I feel about Dabo, but that's beautiful. No, that's... Oh, boy. That is festive. I am 100%. Just one more thing he has in common with Steve Spurrier, I know, a guy I know he loves. How often does it come in in this particular group of people who are not known for their social skills? Do you say, yeah, that coach, he really didn't have any social skills. 